Howdy, Ags. Welcome back to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help Ags improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop! We've got a little story for you, Ags. Roy Holmfeld, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001, the best Fighting Texas Aggie Class, is the owner head designer and engineer of Tracy Customs Homes. Tracy Customs Homes is an Aggie 100 winner and a fast-growing custom home design firm headquartered in Farmersville, Texas, just outside Dallas. Well, after graduation, Roy took the entrepreneurial journey after having 13 years in a corporate America. And in the five years since he has stepped out on his own, he has grown his company 6X. So pass it back and listen up as Roy shares some good bull. Welcome back, Ags. I can't wait for you to hear this episode with the amazing guest that we've got. Roy, thank you so much for taking your time to join us today and share your wisdom about your business and how it's growing and how you're overcoming challenges. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited, super excited to be here, you know, visit with y'all and talk about business and anything that I can help provide. I get so much knowledge from everybody who's been on the show before. Well, we love having Aggies on the show, and we are in an especially good company today because we've got two Fighting Texas class of 2001 grads on the show. So sorry, you're uh, you're outnumbered <laughs> here, Chris. But, but Roy, you and you and I That's walked. Right. 98 in, is still the best. <laughs> 98's dead. So, <laughs> but no, Roy, you and I were, were on campus walking walking the same streets at the same time. What do you miss most about being at A&M as a student? Yeah, I think every time so we're season ticket holders, we try to go back as often as we can. And I think it's just that camaraderie, you know, seeing the smiling faces. I've traveled quite a bit. I don't know that I ever go anywhere where I see, you know, especially young people smiling, having a great time saying howdy. It's just one of those things that really energizes me. And each time we go back to campus, just get a lot of, you know, energy and excitement for the youth. Since I can't really say that I was, you know, the young one anymore in the group, you know, we get that youth and positivity from, from the people that are coming through College Station at this time. And I still have a lot of, you know, get positive vibes about what A&M is doing in an education platform and providing quality employees for employers like ourselves. That's probably what I miss the most is just, you know, just the positive energy and, and vibe that we get from down there. I mean, I enjoy Northgate and Kyle Field and Bluebell Park and and Reed. But yeah, I really enjoy just visiting with people and seeing that positive energy. Love I it. find it interesting that everyone always names the sports complexes. No one says Halliburton or, or Al Booty <laughs> or Wayner or Evans Library. No one says any of that. Blocker, uh, you know, Blocker. the most iconic building on campus. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. All the labs, the late night uh, library. I don't even know if students go to libraries these days. Uh, they probably don't have to check out books. I guess it's all online, but anyway. <laughs> that That's a great question. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously older than both of y'all, you know, class of 98 and y'all are class of 01. But I would imagine that they still you have to use libraries, right? I mean, use the desk in there in the quiet space. <laughs> I don't know if use the books. On the if you're in the core, you right. go there to take a nap. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. 
So one of my favorite things about Aggie Growth Hacks is listening and hearing every entrepreneur's origin stories, right? So why don't you tell us a little bit about Tracy's Custom Homes and, and really how y'all started it? Sure. So I don't know how much time we have, but you know, in short, so I graduated with an engineering degree, went to work for a Department of Defense company. That was 2001, graduated in December, right after 9-11. Nobody's hiring. Actually, had three job offers that were pulled back. They were a little more closely related to my degree path. And just because companies put a pause on hold and, you know, on hold on everything as far as hiring goes. So obviously, Department of Defense companies were hiring. We were about to go to war. And I, American guy in me, wanted to support that as best as I could. And so I went to work for a corporation. Anyway, we learned, or I learned a ton there and thank my time with them very much. But it kind of started off, my wife and I wanted to build a house. We couldn't find anything that we really liked. And so somebody in the company gave me an idea, said, hey, why don't you design your own home and build it? And so from there, I bought a ton of architecture textbooks, probably read those cover to cover more than I ever did my engineering textbooks. And, you know, really... It just it was kind of a hobby on the side and something that was fun to learn. So long story short, we designed our own home. The plans got passed around. We ended up building that house. Plans got passed around to a couple of contractors. They were like, hey, these are really nice and clean. And would you mind doing a project for me or you know, somebody else here and there? So I started off doing three or four houses a year. Um, you know, somebody would call and say, Hey, would you mind? And I'd be like, Yeah, that's great. Long story short, again, trying to, you know, speed through this a little bit. We uh Probably over a seven to eight year period, we ramped up from doing four or five a year to where we were doing about 40 a year. And when I, Ooh. and obviously wow. um, I was working as an engineer, moved into program management and was already working 50, 60 hours for a corporation. And now having to try to work, you know, four in the morning till eight in the morning uh, before I went to their job, doing house plans and then the evening meeting with customers to talk about what they wanted for the next house. It just got to a point where, I had to sit down and really make a decision. Hey, do you want to stay at the corporate level and continue to grow there, which I was doing, or leave all of that and follow my entrepreneur roots and really hit this business as a home run or, you know, try to. And so that's what I did. I left uh, after 13 years and it was really kind of just step away, really focus on the business, focus on family. And that has since blossomed. I was a little nervous the day I left and looked in the rearview mirror, like there went my last paycheck. But Ever since the phone has continued to ring, we've just gone through a pandemic and we're still showing growth. So super excited, super blessed. Five years later, you know, we now have now have five employees. We're trying to hire one more. Still, you know, continuing to grow. So anyway, again, I don't know. That might be more than listeners wanted to know, but it was kind of a hobby that uh, turned into, you know, a full-time business for me. And I, I can't say that I have been any more passion for anything else besides Aggie football than I do for uh, the business that I work in. So I'm truly, truly excited every morning to wake up and go to work. So Roy, are you a design firm? Are you a construction firm? Are you both? How do you see yourself? Yeah, so currently we are primarily a design firm. We design about 250 homes a year for different custom home builders. Uh, Prior to us moving into an office and me hiring additional employees, I did have one previous employee who worked with me for a while. And I would build one or two custom homes a year in the local area for somebody that I knew or somebody that came in that didn't have a builder. And that's really helped me grow as a designer because I got firsthand knowledge, you know, visiting with contractors on the job. Hey, this doesn't go together. or We need to do something different next time on this house. And really got that one-on-one connection and trust with them. 
And then that just blossom as they obviously refer us, you know, to their customers because they know that we're going to listen to them and, and hopefully not repeat the same mistakes because everybody makes mistakes. But so anyway, not that we won't take on a build job, but for the most part, we're a design firm as we stand today. So what I heard you say is that when you made the switch, the full entrepreneur jump, you're doing about 40 plans a year to how many, how many plans did you do last year? Uh, I think we did like 246. Oh, okay. So the rough math, 600% more, six times as much. That's tremendous growth in five years. Holy cow. Was there something that was like a tipping point or something that just like really accelerated that growth for you? I mean, I think a lot of it, so most of our growth has been organic and definitely while I was with, obviously doing by myself, working with a firm I did, we didn't have social media platforms. So contrary to everybody else out there, I've never been on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook, social media, no Instagram, none of that. But when we decided to really like, hey, business is growing, I need to hire people. I needed somebody to help manage. And so we hired a customer relations manager. She does all our social media. So I laugh. I was just saying before we started this, that we just hit 5,000 followers on Facebook, which is a big deal for a small Heck design yeah, it firm is. like ourselves. Congratulations. But when, she, when I hired her, I think I had five. So we had created a Facebook business, you know, and I think I had five followers and, and I just never really did anything with it. And she's really helped promote, you know, all of our non-organic growth, all the social media. And we get tons of people that follow us website, you know, coming in that direction. So I don't know, I'd give a lot of credit to that where she's really broadened our horizons. We've done projects out of state and there's no way, obviously, organically that we would have got those jobs. So Interesting. So we're all facing challenges and I know in your industry, you face all sorts of challenges. What's your biggest challenge that you're facing today and how are you hacking it? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, one of the biggest challenges uh, just got back from the National Home Builder Show. We talked about employment. You know, we our phone continues to ring. Home building is probably one of the largest industries in the country as far as growth since the pandemic. Everybody has spent time at their house, enjoyed more time maybe than they wanted with their kids, and they need a house that gives them more options. So that's what we're hearing. You know, we need more home offices. Both parents are working from home. And so I think with all of that, people are calling. They either need remodels or new homes. And we just have an abundance amount of prospects, if you will. And so labor right now is a huge shortage. We've had, uh, we're about to make a hire, hopefully this next week, we've extended an offer, but it's really, it's taken us six months to narrow down to find that person. It's just really, really hard to find, yeah. especially experienced labor. I mean, I know there's lots of kids graduating from A&M, which, uh, you know, we'd love to hire, but at this point we've got quite a bit of young talent and looking for somebody with experience. And it's really trying to get that person to transition out of their current role and move into, especially, you know, in a small company like ourselves. But I mean, I think that's across the board, especially in the uh, residential construction engineering type positions, it's really, really hard to find uh, labor right now. In fact, one of the statistics at the Home uh, Builder Show we were talking about is they said that if every person that was on unemployment took a current job opening, that there would still be open jobs uh, remaining. Wow. So, wow. Kind of gives an idea of, you know, where we're at in our economy. 
the industry has just grown so much. And that's something that we hear constantly over and over and mm-hmm. over again with our entrepreneurs here is that just attracting the right people and then retaining them is so critical. But as you're growing, you're going to need to expand. So that is definitely something that the Aggie Network and, and the Aggie Growth Hacks family, as we're coming together to be able to help share, okay, how, how can we do all those in this crazy, crazy world? And I think our hack, you know, right now is really not helping helping the supply situation so much. It's just being very transparent and honest with all of our customers. Like I said, we built up about a network of about 26 custom home builders that use this. And it's really frustrating for them to call after building a relationship over years to call us and say, hey, we got a new customer. You know, can you meet with them? And we tell them that, hey, it's two months uh, before we can get to them. Anyway, but we're just, you know, facing it with being honest and transparent that, you know, this is where we're at. We'll take care of them when we can. And we understand if you can't wait. But for the most part, we've had, you know, really good response. Uh, those people sticking with us. Well, I think that just speaks volumes of your system that you have in being transparent and then also bringing value to your customer, the builder, everybody involved. Sure. We really try. I mean, obviously, like every entrepreneur, every person in business, we have to make decisions and business changes. And so our model, you know, changes every year. I take a look at the beginning of the year, especially, you know, what's our goal is going to be? How are we going to get there? What are things we can do different? And we're working on some of those currently right now. But yeah, I think, again, it goes back to honesty. One of the things, you know, you get taught at A&M, don't lie, steal or cheat or tolerate those who do. And I really sometimes really hung back on that. You know, we either A, have a customer or B, we get in a situation where it would be easier to do any of those three. We always choose not to. I mean, it's just something that'll bury your company forever. I think it's, it's you know, something that I always really give credit back to A&M for teaching those. It's very, it seemed very simple when you're in college, right? Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Like, yeah, it's, you know, something that's the motto or whatever. But in the business and, you know, where I've been in corporate America, I mean, it's, it holds true. You got you to gotta stick to that. So, Roy, what is something that is really changing pretty rapidly in the custom home design industry that you're changing and you're having to adapt to? Yeah, I think it uh, goes back to, you know, this pandemic that we just came through. But uh, more people are staying home to work. I think one of the statistics we saw was I think it's almost 60 percent of people have had the, either have had the opportunity or have currently have the opportunity to stay home and do their job. So used to right before it's funny, we were talking about in 2018, 2019 in there, it was, you know, the home office was the thing of the past. People didn't need that home office when you walk in the front door and you showed all the awards you've won. You know, it just was a space that wasn't needed and would need to be transformed into something else. Today, we're looking at doing two offices in homes, you know, his office, her office, the kids need a place. That's been a big design change that we're now allocating square footage to create those. And they don't have to be 12 by 12 offices, but it might be a desk underneath a set of stairs, or it might be a little cutout in a pantry, uh, just some seclusion where the husband can do a Zoom call, the wife can do a Zoom call, and the kids, if they needed, can do a Zoom call to do their homework. So that's probably the biggest change that uh, has come along. And how long that's going to last, obviously, you know, we don't know with the pandemic. That and outdoor spaces, people are so tired of, you know, being cramped up inside, wearing masks, Mm -hmm that we see a big trend that they want big outdoor yards. They want patios. They want places that they pools. can stretch their arms. Pools. Pools are big. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a big thing to get into pool, the pool industry during this period. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm curious, how many outside offices, what would that be called? Like an office that you build, you know, in the backyard? 
not a he shed or a she shed kind of a thing, but like a home office back in the backyard, right? How many of those? We see a lot of those where, you know, even just being in the house, some people are not so self-motivated that, you know, you can just get up, drink your cup of coffee and immediately go to work. Like you need to take three steps outside across a couple patio stones to go into another building and have a dedicated space so you can get your job done. And we, we see a lot of those going on. Plus it just gives, you know, a little private area that that person feels that they can focus on their business and focus on their job. Yeah, no, it's big. We see shipping containers being used, relatively easy to change, you know, like a 10 or eight by 20 shipping container, cut in a door and put a window in and it's weather tight and people put those in their backyards for little offices. So uh, yeah, we see all, all kinds of things. Interesting. That's interesting. So one of the big things that we talk about here on Aggie Growth Hacks is our big, hairy, audacious goals. You know, every entrepreneur has a vision for their company, knows exactly which what direction that they're heading. And your big, hairy, audacious goal is your moonshot for the next five to 10 years. What's your BAG? It's a good, uh, good question. I think it's changing. So you mentioned that every business owner knows what that is. And I think mine's, you know, changed. I mean, when I left corporation, it was just to be able to sustain an income. My big goal was you know, where I could be a sole designer, have free time and assist with family. Now, you know, we're looking at growing the company and I'm still trying to get back into maybe freeing up a little bit and hiring some experienced labor where I have a little bit more free time. I, I think, you know, as we stand today, seeing where we're at and the growth we've been able to achieve and then also getting input from our developers, business people. We're very active here in our small hometown of Farmers, not hometown, but hometown now in Farmersville, Texas, that I kind of would like to be the be-all, end-all place to go, not only to get your house designed, but potentially do development. So I think in our five-year goal, we're looking at potentially bringing in civil engineering where we can do planned development neighborhoods. We're right on the outstretch of uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So population here, probably just slightly under 5,000 people, but within five, 10 minutes here, populations of 20 to 50,000. We're real, pretty close to McKinney where you got over 100,000, but it's really coming this direction. And I think, you know, we're primed to put ourselves with landowners who want to develop properties that if we can get in civil engineering, structural engineering, kind of be the whole group, people can come here, hire, and we take care of the whole package for them, you know, from start to finish. And I have building knowledge. I've had uh, construction superintendents who have asked about, hey, you have, you know, all these customers come in, they don't have builders. And right now we refer them out to other builders. Have you ever thought about, you know, taking on a few of these jobs? And it's just, it's a little daunting, you know, to do that all, like gather all of that by yourself. But as we continue to grow, and we're able to carve off things. You know, I think in five, 10 years, we potentially will have a design, I mean, a design build aspect where, for those who don't have building options, you know, that potentially we look at building more than one or two a year, but maybe we build 10 or 20 a year to help, you know, just try to spread our wings and, and kind of make ourselves a big player. That is so cool. I mean, real estate, construction, new, new multifamily, single family, residential, that's just continuing to boom, especially in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. Everybody's coming home, but really to, for you to be able to capitalize on that, super cool. What a, what a great behag. Yeah. And our, I mean, just to follow up that, you know, our, our niche market and how we kind of got into this is people want to move out of Dallas. They don't want to sit on 75 or 121 and sit in traffic waiting to get to the architect's office. And so a lot of people bought land. They try to, you know, spread their wings, buy five acres, 10 acres, 100 acres, you know, out in the rural areas. And that's really where we concentrate today in the custom home market. 
they would rather drive back to Farmersville and not face any traffic as opposed to drive, you know, maybe 20 miles further. And they probably have a yellow book page or a Google list, you know, full of architects they could go see, but they're going to be sitting in time and traffic and, you know, it's, it's more city. So it's kind of a niche market. I don't ever want to lose that. That's my roots. We, I grew up in a farm ranch community town. We still farm and ranch really have that connection to agriculture and people that are moving on to the land. You know, I always want to maintain that. But at the same point, we're going to be surrounded by building and why not take advantage of that in the near future? Well, we're going to pause just a second for this episode's sponsor. And we're back. All right, Roy, we are rolling into the lightning round. Only rule is that you've got to answer each question in 60 seconds or less, unless we kind of stretch that out. But Roy, what is your favorite hack, business hack, personal hack, something that you can share with our listeners that really has helped you out? Yeah, I think we are touched on being honest, you know, the honesty portion of that, which I think is always held true. And then, you know, just being transparent. Also, you know, People hire us to be a experienced person, a professional service provider. And so they want us to provide feedback. And that's something that I've always tried to do is if I have knowledge about it, give it to you. If I don't tell you, I, you know, I'll look it up or don't have knowledge or reach out to somebody else. But I really think people, you know, trust and believe in that. And that's the reason they hire us. Love it. So next question, what is the favorite advice you've ever been given? And bonus points, if you can tell us how you applied it. <laughs> Favorite advice I've ever been given, and this is this is probably how I've got from a, from myself and one other employee until where we are today. I went to see a business coach or business analyst and walked in their office and said, "Hey, I'm struggling. I don't know. You know, do I keep the business where it is? I have full autonomy. I can take off when I want, but I have the phones ringing off the wall. Or do I should I hire somebody because I'm you know struggling to keep up?" And they looked me in the eye and they said, "This is very simple." In 50 years, or not 50 years, but when you're, you know, 50, 55, 60, do you still want to be doing what you are today? And I looked at myself and I thought, I enjoy what I do, but I don't know if I want to have to depend on me waking up every day, touching the keyboard to make a life for myself. And so at that point, you know, we decided to make a hire. And since then, you know, we're just uh, continuing. I still enjoy doing what I do every day, but, you know, I think that was the best advice. I was expecting this long 30-minute analysis of what I needed to do, and it was very point blank. So anyway, that's, that's what do you want to be when you're 55? <laughs> <laughs> or 65 yeah. or 70. I'm a guy that's probably never going to quit working, so uh, yeah, I always got to have something to do. But there's a difference between working when you want and how you want and what you have to do. That's correct. That is very true. Sure. Yep. Roy, what's your superpower? My superpower is... That's a really tough one. And I was really going to say, I don't feel I have a superpower. It's just really relying and trusting other people because we can only do so much, you know, individually. So I know, you know, as a superpower, you're looking at Spider-Man, Batman, people that have this one off (laughs) that, you know, is always going to beat everybody else. And probably my superpower to that degree is just being able to outwork everybody for whatever reason. I've got an extreme, you know, dedication and drive to work. So I, I don't have any issue getting up. Some mornings I still get up at four. I get up at 2.30 on Friday mornings. It's my get her done Friday. Everything that didn't get done, I get done between 2.30 and 8 a.m. And then we finish out the day. Anyway, so that's that's probably my superpower. People give me a hard time like, dude, you work a ton. But I still make time and dedication after five when my kids get out of school that I can you know devote time to them. And the weekends, I hardly ever work you know, as far as this business goes. And so 
But during the week, I'll, I'll give it all I got. You and Sheena Parker, man. She, we've got another Aggie Growth Hacks episode where she gets up and starts work at four o'clock every day. And like that, that is insane. Insane. There's no email, no phone. There's a lot of people that get up and work early and they tell you they get more done in those hour, two or three or four hours than they do the next eight. And I'm a true believer in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I've what I've been doing lately, and this is just total side note, is that in between six and eight in the morning is is when I'm getting the majority of my big stuff done, you know? Yeah, it's uninterrupted focus where you can really hone down, you know, hone out on those big jobs or big tasks that need to get done. Anybody that's got employees, I think, doesn't even have to have employees, but if you have people calling, you're going to get interrupted during the day where you're trying to focus on a task. You know, it's hard to really get focused. In the design world, I myself, it's hard for me to get in the design mode, really focus on a customer's plan, remember everything that they're wanting, and really try to hone out a good floor plan design when I'm getting interrupted all the time. But you give me an hour at four or five in the morning and it's, it's you know, focused time. Yeah, it's amazing what can be done. So Roy, what gets you out of bed and excited about your business? Alarm clock? No. <laughs> no. At 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, you know, as I said, I worked in a corporate job, loved what I do. Absolutely. You know, as American, fighting the war, helping those guys on the front lines all every day. And I felt coming home from that, that I was doing the right thing. But right now, I really am always, I was a kid, I was passionate about building. I'm passionate about home design. I'm passionate about reading, architecture, energy efficient ways to build a house, the latest design trends, what's Benjamin Moore's favorite color for this year. Like those things are what really gets me out of bed and really focusing on the customer and who's ahead of me on what you know they want in their home and making, bringing smiles to their faces. So I have no issue getting out of bed and going to work. I know it's probably really rare for people who maybe aren't entrepreneurs or don't own their own business, but aren't in a passionate field. You know, a lot of people, I joke about this and I hope that I don't offend any accountants out there, but I always wonder like, how does an accountant, you know, just really be passionate about accounting, moving numbers from column to column. I know it's so much more than that. So I, I don't mean that to be a, to be a joke, but, uh, but anyway, I'm really <laughs> passionate about my, about my job and, uh, and what we do. Well, I'm not an accountant, but <laughs> close enough. I guess a banker's a yeah. banker's an accountant that's not as smart to have their own firm. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, it's just what I'm getting out of that is, you know, I'm really passionate about the job, about what we provide, about the design. It's not I got into a niche market and, hey, we can make a little bit of money doing this, you know, and we're, and we're forcing ourselves through it day to day. It's real happy smiles to come to work, meet a customer, design a house, and send them on their way to a builder to get it built. It's your passion. It's your purpose. And to, to be able to have that and to realize that that I can also make money and build a business and I can support my family and my staff's family and just the community that we are in. Roy, that is so powerful. That is a superpower right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I enjoy. It's, 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 yeah. Well, Roy, how can that Aggie Growth Hacks family get in touch with you? Obviously, if you anybody out there is thinking about designing a custom home, Roy is the, the guy to see. And make sure you also check out Chris Bolio, who's a previous Aggie Growth Hacks guest. He'll build it and Roy, Roy will design it. But but Roy, how can how can our family get in touch with y'all? Yeah, they uh, well, they can reach us at sales. If they want to send an email, they can go to sales at tracyscustomhomes.com. We have a website, www.tracyscustomhomes.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram. 
Also, you can look up Tracy's Custom Homes. Uh, we're located here in Farmersville, Texas, and we have an office. We meet with clients daily. You know, we're passionate about uh, obviously what we do, but yeah, we'd love to get in touch and help out any way we can. Well, Roy, thank you so much for coming on and joining us on Aggie Growth Hacks. Thank you for being honest and open and really sharing a lot of value bombs. Really can't appreciate it enough. Again, congratulations on your Aggie 100 win. And we cannot wait to see you on the 2022 Aggie 100 list. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Chris. It's been a pleasure uh, to meet with you. And I know, Greg, I got to see you at the Aggie 100 uh, banquet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But we really appreciate the opportunity to visit and share our information with you. So how about that, Ags? Was that really cool or what? Roy shared with us some really amazing value bombs. What was your favorite, Craig? Well, Chris, one of the things that Roy said over and over and over again was just being transparent and being open and honest, you know, throughout the entire design process and just kind of working with, he's got like multiple customers. Obviously, the people who are having the custom home designed, they're the customers, but he also has to work with the builders or the other people that are in that process. And so to have full transparency and to say, okay, here's kind of what the process is, here's where we are. And And like he said, he's backed up for two months and he's like, look, if you need to go with another provider or get another designer to work on it, completely understand. But I think it's that transparency and then just following on the core values that, you know, Aggies don't lie, cheat or steal, have that as the foundation of the bedrock. It's good to be reminded of that every now and then, because without integrity, without that bedrock, without that transparency, your business is going to fail. I don't care. I don't care what industry or where you are in it. What about you? What did you take away from our discussion with Roy? So I think for me, the biggest takeaway other than, you know, 250 homes in in one year is just, I I can't even fathom that. Right. (laughs) But for me, right. Was the, that he's an early riser. Right. And, and honestly, after talking with Sheena, I have started to do exactly that and to push myself a little bit more on getting up a little bit earlier and getting those bigger things done. And as I talk to more and more entrepreneurs, right, and we, obviously, you know me with blocking and tackling, is that if I put those big things right at the beginning of the day I, and, and actually just focus on those things for a couple of hours... Well, shoot, by the end of the end of the week, that's 10 focused hours that I can give to those bigger projects mm-hmm. every single week without being pulled in, you know, a hundred different directions from everybody. So I love that. I love him where, where he said that he gets up super early and gets the most important stuff done so that he can get it focused and, and get her done. 100%. Well, Ags, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Chris and I hope that you enjoyed it and that you connect with Roy and Tracy's Custom Homes on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever you are. When you're on the web, I hope that you connect with Chris and I and make sure that you check out Aggie Growth Hacks. And if you're not joined in the Aggie Growth Hacks Facebook group, that you join us. Also check out AggieGrowthHacks.com where you can listen to all of our previous podcast episodes as well as some of our other great content. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies over at Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur, head on over to their website to find a program that's right for you. 
Just go over to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Join us next time when we connect with another Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. Whoop. Whoop.